0: and hello good people of the internet this is tommy kelly and this is of course the tommy kelly podcast and today i'm in the office and the office is lovely and warm i've had uh, a week of trying to fix my underflow heating it has been a nightmare i think i talked about this before on the podcast where i talked about that the underflow heating the guy who put it in kind of did a runner or at least left the country very quickly without fully setting it up and then every other plumber that we've ever asked has uh, just not Bothered to come back and help us and just kind of had a look and say i'll be back tomorrow and then equally did a runner so i don't know what the story is with that but i have since learned an awful lot about underflow heating but this time it, uh, it took me a good while to get it up and running and right now the house is scorching hot and uh, it's great not that i'm a huge fan of heat but it just it, this particular heat feels like a victory <laughs> so i'm going to take it and leave it on just for that extra bit longer so i'm in a t-shirt um, at the end of October, sitting a, a, in a in an office that is too warm for me. But it's a warm victory. So anyway, kind of a bit behind on things uh, at the moment. Well, not a bit behind. I'm kind of on top of stuff, but I'm not progressing in the way I want to be. It's just It's the whole having a baby <laughs> throws a spanner into work, a, a brilliant spanner. And just particularly when you work from home and finesse home, it's all too easy just to fall into uh, non-work mode. And so you end up like you can spend an hour here, an hour there, just kind of out of your day. A couple of times a day, just, you know, gone, just on baby stuff or, you know, just on this thing. I'm not complaining. It's wonderful. I'm very happy. But it just means, side effect fact that it just means that I am not progressing in, in the, to the where I want it to be. And I, I usually like having all the journey stuff done by this time of the month. And I, I'm not. I have the art done for it. Um, I all the sales stuff that i put up about the fourth servants because it's the Halloween, is the birthday and all that. Getting the prints together and all this, and it's kind of been a very hectic day. Hectic week, two weeks, three weeks, ten weeks, something like that. Uh, Bodhi, my my baby boy, is ten weeks today, so it's been a hectic ten weeks, I suppose. And then, you know, pregnancy itself is probably hectic, so hectic is a word I'm using a lot. So, um, we'll get quickly into this um, this week, and uh, not kind of flaff around, faff around, whatever that word is. And uh, so yeah, let's go. thing i thought i would talk about this time is um in one of the problems i have with the whole of existence the whole thing the whole idea or any kind of theory that you have about say magic the occult life spiritual theories any of these things and it's the same problem i have with reductionist materialism as well one of the many problems i have with reduction materialism fundamental atheism materialism that thing is that it all relies on not knowing why, in a sense. More this, the spiritual stuff. Well, especially the... I was going to say more the spiritual stuff, but no, the, the reductionist materialist as well. It's like that whole saying of, you know, if you allow me one miracle, I can tell you everything that happened after, which is, you know, the creation of the universe, which is, you know, once that miracle exists and we're okay with it being the Big Bang. Or maybe it's not the Big Bang. People aren't too sure anymore. The Big Bang was certainly know seen as the epitome of science for a long while but now oh they're not so sure what what it is a number of big bangs maybe who knows but anyway the why is why are we all here and that kind of thing is my big question it's something I've never had a satisfactory answer to and it's the first thing I kind of look when I come to a new kind of say guru or teacher or teaching or book or some sort of ethos or some sort of overall picture Let's you know like someone is trying to present of the world some sort of spiritual picture or some sort of scientific picture. And it's kind of, I want to get to that, but why? Why? Like, what is the thing? Because that is the question. I can, to some extent, understand the hows, let's say. Uh, uh, you know, like, say, we can understand the, the rules of science or the you know the natural laws and stuff that. We can, to a certain extent, understand magic, although that's very subjective, and may actually not be a thing, although it appears to be a thing. So there's that. But the why of it, I, I never ever could get my head around it, I'd never understand. Now, there's a number of people postulate many different things. And uh, there's many answers given to, to all of these things. And uh, I, I assume that to speak up, to not make a total straw man, as I usually do out of uh, the reductionist, materialist, fundamentalist, uh, is that uh, they would say there's no why. You Know that is the answer. It's not that they don't have an answer to the why, it's just there is no why, it just happened for no reason. Which, okay, not buying it. Uh, but that's me personally. Other, you know, opinions are available, of course. I it just, it to me and my limited little brain, my little human brain, it seems highly unlikely that there is no why, there's no reason when. There seems to be reason for everything else. And you could say, oh, but that's only your consciousness and that's your thing making it. Yes, it is. But that I am part of nature. I'm part of creation. And creation has created me to see reason and want to know why. So why has um, why has it done so? There's no reason, the atheist would say. And, that you know, that's a possibility. It just doesn't sit well with me because I, it doesn't sit well with other things that I kind of feel about the universe or life or whatever it is. And it doesn't sit well. But anyway without going too much round and round in circles. So some of the ideas I was kind of jotting down before this of why that I've come across in my life, and and then I will give my commentary on why I don't think it is, or why, you know, all of these things is, you can't know anyway. Like, the, at the end of the day, we don't know. We're not going to know from um, from our limited perspective what exactly it is. It's like an ant trying to know, you know, how to... How to set up Steam to to play games on your PC or how to, you know, how to... It's like my cat trying to work out how to use my underflow heating. He doesn't even know the concept of underflow heating. He knows hot and cold and food and no food and whingy and no whingy. But, that you know, that's it. So, like, there's a huge chance that we can't possibly understand these answers because we're just not equipped for it. It's not, uh, you know, it's not our mentality. It's not within our intelligence. So any kind of answers we come up with or any kind of theories we come up with are probably by definition strictly limited to our own subjectivity which again you know i'm okay with if it's useful um, so the first one i came up with is so that god or the great unknown or the void could know itself now that sounds quite weird if you don't think well i'll explain it to you this way without there being a thing to contrast with something doesn't exist because how, because how how can you differentiate, differentiate it from anything else if there is no contrast, if there's no differences? So the only reason we know light is because we know dark. The only reason we know hunger is because we know full. The only reason we know anything is because of the opposite or not necessarily just the opposite, but stuff that's around us, you know, stuff that shows like hunger only exists because of fullness you know or satisfying exists or um, depression only exists because happiness only exists and if we were just everyone was just in a constant state of depression and there was no other emotion then you wouldn't know it as depression you would just know it as as being so if you are the great vastness of void the only way to come into any kind of knowledge of yourself is to split off into opposites so that it can reflect back the, the, your different attributes. Whereas if they're all as one, then you're not, you can't be aware of them. It's probably something in that that's a good. It's kind of a mental thing that's worth c- considering and playing around with and all that. But it's still, I suppose, it's just not totally satisfying. Uh, in but Because it doesn't like who created the voidness. Why did he have this idea in the first place? Um, how did he actually do it? All of these things, you know, it kind of seems to me more or less like a a mental kind of a game. Again, who knows? The next one is because God or the great unknown or whatever it is, the intelligence of the universe, because he was bored and he wanted something to do. This I came across this idea kind of in the uh, Hare Krishna kind of movement when I was hanging out with them a bit when I was about 18 or 19. And I've just kind of idea that we are here as, in a sense, and I may have this wrong, because it's not from the books I got this, but from Conversation, so they may have had it wrong. It's fairly putting the blame on other people if I have this wrong, isn't it? If I'm not sure of my sources, I will just blame my sources. But it's, um, so the idea is that we're here as, you know, as to entertain the Godhead. And that our lives are entertainment uh, and that we are here to, in some way, um, keep him occupied and to make his life less boring. Um, part of the stuff, like the, the Harry Christians um, have odd ideas about Krishna uh, that the Hindus don't. So, you know, they're, uh, they're kind of over, not overlapped, kind of weirdness in their things that probably isn't in the whole Christian story. I bought a book on Bhakti Yoga, the Krishna uh, one, and it's sitting on my shelf. It's a big, huge tech thing that I'm dying to get into at some point but I just have so many books to get to at the before then I still haven't got through the first one which is the Yoga Sutras of Patanjali written by the same guy and I'm about halfway through that that's just been sitting on my shelf as well for a while it's because I've recently become obsessed with comics and manga again and that's kind of put my uh, my reading back but my new Peter Kingsley book about Young is due Out this week, uh, and I have that in pre order. So hopefully that'll get me back in. Although I have been reading Holy Demon, by Father Ecco. Is that how you pronounce his name? And that's wonderful. That's really, really good. That's a solid, very practical, really good book. I recommend that. One of the better Scarlet and Prince of the last while. Anyway, to not go too far. So yeah, we are here as to play things as entertainment, almost like uh, you know, as we would watch a TV show or a movie. Um human life is to the gods the equivalent and there's probably a kind of a, a some sort of equivalency between that and the greek gods because remember like jason and the argonauts the film where you'd see the gods up looking through you know the, the the water of time looking down at the earth and looking down at the people and there was just kind of some sort of idea of that we were the gods playthings and stuff like that and we're there for their entertainment and we must appease them and keep them satisfied I don't like that because I don't like my life being that insignificant. That you're only as you're only a, a, you know there to entertain some greater being, and you uh, in yourself don't have any intrinsic value other than your entertainment value to something bigger. Just because I doesn't don't like it doesn't mean it's not true. But it's again, not it doesn't sit me. It doesn't seem to be the full picture because I, there seems some part of me you know that bit where you get deep down into meditation and you see that person who's looking and there's a glimpse just for a second of something behind that that seems more powerful and uh more than just an enter something that's for entertainment value there seems to be something there so that's kind of the thing i don't like it and it wouldn't be fully my um, experience that would support it. But again, it could be, could be, could be, who knows. Now, the Gnostics, this is the third one, believed we are here because we're in prison, that we in somehow got entrapped in this universe, and this universe is jail or hell or a prison or other words, and created by a god called the Demiurge. And the Demiurge, the idea is, um, I wouldn't be a huge... Hugely knowledgeable, knowledgeable on Gnosticism, other than I've read, I know I've read an awful lot of it in passing and heard an awful lot of people talk about it. But I'm bound to get some of this wrong. And there seems to be different types, anyway. But the idea was that the demiurge thinks he's the real god, or forgot that he isn't the real god, and that he created this world and he has you know to rule over it. And again, in some sort of way, it's his satisfaction. But he's trapped all these souls, which is us, in these uh, bodies. And for us to escape, we have to shun all physical pleasures, all physicality, and not have any more kids. Not, you know, if, well, I mean, if you think that this is hell and that we are trapped here, then it kind of seems a horrible thing to do would be to have, you know, bring children into this. Now, there's something about Sophia in this that uh, she's the true God, possibly, uh, or she, it was her, she made a mistake that allowed the demiurge to do this kind of thing. So if you're into if that sounds like uh, you know a good plot for you, then you should check out the Gnosticism. Some good stuff in it. It's quite depressing in places, obviously, if you go around thinking that the entirety of existence is to be shunned and uh, you know not to be enjoyed, and that it's a trap and all that. And it's it's a logical conclusion, I think, that can come out of um a a depressive way of thinking or just looking at the world and seeing just how horrifying it is like we kind of push away an awful lot of the horrors of the world and of nature and that and try to you know like we go oh look at this wonderful butterfly this is amazing isn't nature wonderful isn't it great isn't it brilliant forgetting you know of the horrible things that animals do to each other or that we do to each other or all of these type of things like the really nastiness um like it's this, that, if you thought about it, like it could bring a very deep sadness, and you could say, I can understand totally why people would see it as a trap, and I could very easily fall into that type of thinking in you know some of my blacker, darker moods, or when the the black dog is around, you can certainly it certainly feels that. I remember in Alan Watts' biography, he was talking about his first wife, and she he says when they went to America that she that she got into a kind of a state or into a a cloud of thinking that the world was a total trap particularly against her so i don't think that you know and and i felt that like i mean i've talked about it before um but having that feeling that you know there was as if there was some sort of demon around tormenting me now that was me kind of uh humify, uh putting it that word human putting a human face or human body onto a, an idea you know i didn't actually think there was a demon around it's just that's what it felt like so i thought if i personified well done, Tommy's brain, it into an actual thing that I would be able to control it and recognise it and be able to deal with it more. And to a certain extent that that did work. Um but it it is that thing of I have kind of felt that thing that the universe is can be out to get you. Yeah, and with the thing of you in particular. And that's that's that that's that's the bad bit to get to because it's it's there's not really much of an escape and it's like there's so much ego and victimhood and all that tied up in that but it's a a bad but it's something when i read it in the uh, biography that i that i recognized and i can understand but i think the narcissistic team thing isn't saying that it's you specifically it's us specifically it's the whole thing so it's like it's no one's out to get you it's just we're all we're all in this together and this kind of a thing the next one is this whole, and it's probably the more Christian thing of it, which is the fall of man, that in somehow we did something bad and were here as punishment. And it's kind of similar, I suppose, in that kind of way of Gnosticism, other than the God of this is the good guy and it's he's doing it because, you know, he loves us in some way or he was trying to teach us a lesson or something like that. In A Course in Miracles, as far as I can remember, and it's a very complicated book, it's very hard to read. It's a well-written book, but it seems kind of like those Alice Bailey books and any sort of channeled work, in a sense, in that they're quite tough to read, very dense, they have weird language, and they don't speak <laughs> in the way people talk, you know. And, uh, of course, Miracles has been very heavily edited, of course, as well. But it's the, the gist of it, as far as I could get from it, and correct me, please, if I am wrong, is that we ch- we chose this, that we deliberately pulled wanted away from God or source or whatever that word. I'm just gonna say God because that's that's the easiest word to describe. You know what I'm talking about when I say that. But I'm not you know I know it's a bigger idea than just saying, you know, skyman but a beard and a cloud. That we wanted away from it in 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 some sort of way that we wanted our independence or we wanted some to, to learn these things on our own or to be, you know, somehow pulled ourselves away from God and put ourselves into this world and then instantly said oh no this is a bad idea (laughs) this is a really bad idea why did we do this and have spent the entirety of our time trying to get back away from it and god's uh, you know in his ever-loving patience whatever sent the holy spirit to us which is the thing that speaks for god in this existence so still fairly gnostic in that this is a trap but wish that we've done it to ourselves. Uh, rather than, you know, some evil weird god just called the Demiurge has done us. Um, again, I can, I can understand why people would think that. Particularly when t- times are bad and the state of the world. And it can feel very like we're in a trap and that you're here. And i certainly felt that way. And I think it's kind of... There's a thing... That I was listening to recently to uh, a podcast. Which uh, it was the Duncan Trussell, Duncan Trussell family hour, And it, we had um, Jason Louvre on it. And Jason Louvre would be a well known chaos magician. Who just wrote that John D and the uh, Empire of Angels book. Which I talked about before on, a, on a, an episode. I also did some artwork with him for um, memes and stuff of Jack Parsons. Which was quite cool. And I enjoyed doing it. Anyway. Um, they were talking about. It was Duncan Trussell's dad had died very recently. So the whole topic was about debt you know shiny happy things and we're talking about the tibetan buddhist thing of the bardo which is the 49 days after you die and what um you know what happens or what you're trying to do listen to it if if it's really really interesting and jason loves fits you know this is he's he's good on this stuff he knows the stuff in this and duncan's a good guy because he knows enough to ask proper questions and to you know Bring up good points and all that, so we're doing. But one point in particular really stuck with me, and it was Jason Lewis was talking about. It, it's, it's, so it was like, why are we here? Like that's the the question. Well, you know, what is it that we're trying to do? And his thing was, I don't think it was necessarily saying his idea, but the, the idea of the, the Tibetan Buddhism Buddhists is that we are here because we are addicted to it, because we find it fascinating and um, can't get enough of it, even though it's horrible it's like watching the car crash it's like um being a spectator at something horrible or or being aware and i, I was thinking recently and i was just talk- who was who was talking to someone i was talking to my sister about this quite recently we had a really great conversation about a week ago just about you know when you have one of those conversations where you just bit all the stuff it was one of them wonderful conversation and uh I was talking about that just the things that meditation has done for me, other than giving me uh, a soul back, <laughs> as I used to joke. Um, and one of them is that I can catch myself earlier mid-mental argument or mid-doing something. You know, like when you walk out of the shop and the, the shopkeeper or whoever has been quite nasty to you and you just went, and you walked out, and then as soon as you go out, you have, you know, you let her know in your head, you, oh, you... You win that, you destroy her, you put her in your place, and you walk out, you know, oh, I'm great, and you do that for like half an hour, whereas the initial uh, interaction was like 25 seconds, whatever, but you carry it around all day. Quick tangent, you know that Buddhist story of where they're walking down the street? Walking down the street, two old Buddhists walking down the street. Two Buddhist monks walking in the forest, come across a stream, woman. and The woman's trying to get across the stream. And it's, of course, totally forbidden for, the, for uh, monks to touch women, talk women, or even, you know, contemplate the idea of women whatever and so the monk gets one of the monks grabs the woman pulls her across or, you know puts her on the shoulder brings her across stream she's delighted everyone's happy two monks carry on and the other monk goes uh you know all day is you know he's in a huff and you can tell and you know the first monk's going is there something wrong and he's going no it's fine you know it's fine everything's fine <laughs> that thing where when people use the word fine it's not fine so eventually at the end of the night they go, well, come on, what what's the story? He says, well, what was the story of the woman? You, you know, that that's against the rules, man. You can't do that. And he was going, well, I carried her across for 20 seconds, and you've been carrying her all day. So, you know, who's, who's really at fault here? So anyway, that's the thing I'm saying that if, like, you have this initial 20-second interaction with a shopkeeper, and then, you know, you spend an hour then thinking about how awesome... Uh, you would have destroyed, or what your you know power and anger and all, that, or whatever it is, this mental argument you are having with it, and the meditation as as course has made me been able to catch those moments quicker. And of course, when you catch them and you can see them, what happens is what you realize that you enjoy doing that. You enjoy those inter- mental interactions, and there is some a great deal of pleasure to be got from them. Weird, and it's not something that's good to admit or, or, you know, to yourself or feels good to admit because it's one of those things that you realize how much of assholic tendencies you have towards certain things. Where there is a part of you that gets off on this negativity, on this anger, on this um destruction or these bad things, where you know that you, in a sense, there's a mental thing where you're enjoying having this. Wow, this mightful argument with someone in your head rather than not doing that and the anguish and the pain that you're causing yourself is in some way pleasurable and meditation taught me that that there's certainly a lot of my anger sadness, depression not all of it but an awful lot of it my, ah, my indulging of it that's it, there we go my indulging of it is pleasurable and that's I think something similar to what Jason Leigh was pointing at in the podcast with Duncan Trussell, where he's saying we come here because we're addicted to it. That it's, there's a kind of, you know, we're indulging this stuff. And that, it you know, gets into then the whole karma thing. And of course, karma isn't what, you know, we've decided karma is in the Western society. It means action, you know, so that if you do enough of these things, that's what's, you know, if you do this, this is going to happen. That's basically it. So if you come enough times, you know, you get into the cycle of all this thing. I would, You know, I implore you to check out that um, podcast. It's really good. I'll put it in the show notes if I remember. I usually don't, but just search it out. Duncan, Duncan Trussell. <laughs> I can never say his name. Duncan Trussell. Family Hour. The last one with Jason Louvre. It's from a couple of months back. Maybe six weeks back. There's like three or four Jason Louvre episodes, so it's the latest one. And yeah, I think it's on debt or something it's called. Anyway. So yeah, there's something definitely interesting in that that I see that... Um, we're here because we're addicted to it and whatever, but still doesn't get to the why did that start? You know, what? it's like I can understand um, when I smoked, I was addicted to the cigarettes and I understand when I was 19 and a an idiot starting uh, smoking so I could get to the why, but just arriving here on earth and knowing that I'm addicted to this, to this indulging of the sensory pleasures. um, And there's still no why to it, why that happened in the first place. Other than you know, maybe if you think of it in some sort of fall, you fall, fell away from grace, and these things, these negative things, are pleasurable. So that we've we've come away from God, um, because of you know the muck and playing in the dirt is in some way pleasurable, but at the same time torturous. But it's pleasurable because it's torturous. So there's something in that. I think it's still not fully the 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 falling from grace. Something's switching on in my brain. The falling from grace, leading to the, the is, is pleasurable in some way, in its nastiness. So it still doesn't. Then, if you can't go back far enough, why we were created in the first place? Why we can understand that maybe if you separate it from source, because you, you know, a couple, but you know, there maybe heaven's boring. If I don't believe in heaven anyway, but you know, but maybe you know. It's, Again, going back to the very first thing I talked about where you know the needed the God source of the void needed some sort of contrast to know himself. Maybe it's dead boring. Maybe it's again like the Krishna thing where he, he needs some entertainment, which is just this is entertainment. And it's pleasurable and indulging. So all of these things. You know, it could be. The last one that kind of I like the idea of. I do like the idea of, but there's too many things come out of it that I don't like. And I not sure. It does fall kind of into my idealism idealism and um, thoughts where we're all situated in consciousness. Idealism, for those who don't know, and I know I talk about it a lot and I don't probably explain it enough. If you want to know more about it, there's um Bernardo Katstroph. Again, I I can't pronounce names. Just go with it. He wrote a book called Why Materialism is Baloney. And it's a terrible name book. It just really is. But it's a really good book. And check out his stuff in general. He he talks an awful lot about idealism. And it's different from solipsism. Solipsism is you think you are the only thing that exists and everything else is a dream or a part of your mind. You know, all the people you interact with all of life is a figment of your imagination. In In a way. Whereas idealism is kind of that there's a collective imagination or consciousness or whatever, that we were all involved in a point of life, a point of concentration within a kind of a consciousness stream or cloud or something. And that might not be exactly what idealism, but that's what I've taken it is from. So that all of this is mind. It's all mind. It's just not just my mind. It's the mind. Again, as much as I like that, I don't understand. There's still no why to it, and you know why did that happen in the first place? Um, but anyway, the thing is that this one is the simulation theory that we are inside a computer game of some description or some sort of simulation. And uh, Elon Musk have recently talked about it, and that got it to you know people interested. But it's an old enough idea. I think it's originally, it's, well, I don't know originally, but it became the prominence and a guy. Uh, in the 70s, um, I want to say. And just the idea that uh, it's kind of a thing that um, there's loads of planets. There's bound to be planets that have life on them advanced enough. And there's bound to be a certain percentage of these planets that have life in them, that have technology, that are able to create a, a simulation that would satisfy you know what we see around us. And then there has to be percentage of those that are able to do it that are actually going to do it. And percentage-wise, figures-wise, statistic-wise, those amount of planets that can, that have advanced enough uh, civilization, have the ability to make simulations, and do make the simulation, is so great that the chances of us actually being in base reality and not a simulation is so minuscule. So, from a statistical point of view, you are definitely more likely to be in a simulation than you are to be in base reality. Going by the, 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 how he he uh, reckoned it, um, so right, I, I can see that. And we, you know, you look at the Matrix, and you see films like this, and all those things. It's an idea we've had round. Is the simulation any different, really? From, um, I much different from idealism. Um, well, it is. In that the simulation theory, I remember talking to a guy and he was saying that the problem with the simulation theory is that it 's people just trying to avoid their lives and that they 're going to wait you know they think that they 're going to wake up somewhere else you know that and they have their real life in that you 're plugged into the simulation whatever but that 's not what the simulation theory is the simulation theory is that you are within the program you are a program you don 't exist you 're just you know binary numbers doing your thing that you 're doing your f- you know, following your programming, doing thing, you don't exist. You're just part of the program. There's no real you plugged into the simulation somewhere else. You're just part of the simulation. In the same way that if you open up a Word document, type in your name, that name isn't real. It's just part of the program or whatever. Terrible analogy, but you get what I'm saying. Like, it's like your your World of Warcraft character. Why does everyone go to World of Warcraft? I suppose it's uh, it's just it is what it is. Um. It's not real but it you know it's from his point of view if it had you know it's the programming and whatever it ha- acts like it's real it's you know it can interact like it's real but it's not and the, you know the, it's not uh, it doesn't the character in world of warcraft i suppose is you plugged into it but not in the same way in the simulation theory that there's not a, a neo there's not a keanu reeves version of you out in the real world plugged into the simulation you are part of the simulation one way of looking at it. another would be and this comes from the whole thing that um The angels told Edward Kelly that there are the same amount of people on this planet as there has been, always was, and always will be, given that there's only a certain amount of people. And for some reason I have 144,000, and I know that's from the book of Revelations, which the Jehovah's Witnesses, they're the amount of people that are only going to get into heaven. And they've already been chosen, so any new Jehovah's Witnesses aren't getting into heaven. And chosen a long time ago, too. Um, and I think that, that number for some reason might, might be completely disconnected and just have got looped in my brain somewhere. But if that's the case that there's only a certain number that would mean that the vast majority of people that you interact with are non-player characters in the game kind of sense. So they're just totally programmed. And maybe you're real. You Maybe you are the Keanu Reeves plugged in and you have to Navigate your way through this sort of game, and it goes back. Is it just enter? Why would it create a simulation? Is it just entertainment? Is it gaining knowledge? Is, is it um? Is it some sort of Bitcoin mining? Are we you know are we are we some sort of finance for you know for some other civilization somewhere else? Like is this what happens? How to to create something? How to create money in the way we mine for Bitcoin or whatever? Surely it's just entertainment, fact finding. Is it just, a, you know, that whole thing of a, of a, of a is it a science, um, what's the word, you know, the kids do at school. Is it just like a, a science thing that they've put together and it's just sitting on someone's sh- shelf or whatever, you know, that it's uh, not really of anything even important. Or maybe it was started and, you know, left and no one cares or knows about it anymore. So the simulation theory has some interesting things and it's very useful from a chaos magic point of view. It's definitely really useful i wrote a post about it before um stealing magic from the simulation theory or something like that so it's on the blog um but it's like again it's on it's you know statistically it's the most likely of all of them but it's not again not fully satisfying and we can't know the why because there's no way out of it if we're part of it we'll never know the why that's even worse um the one I kind of like, or one that comes to me an awful lot, is that the whole thing is in this whole civilization, say from the Big Bang, let's just give that, you know what, that happened till the end of civilization or the end of the universe, is in some way gods or whatever it is, consciousness reproducing. This is, you know, this is this, we are part of the sex of the universe. This is, you know, how it reproduces, how it creates new gods, how that we'll eventually... Joe Rogan talks about this, that, you know, maybe we're just uh, here to make artificial intelligence. That's, you know, eventually it leads to that. And that's the end goal of humanity from whoever started it off, whether that be, you know, planted from another civilization or aliens or whatever it is, that the singularity is the main event that we're aiming towards. And that, you know, if if there was some sort of uh, equivalent like that, then the universe is here to make this ultimate... Consciousness that will exist in the universe at some at uh, some stage, and we're just part of the process towards that, so that we have no uh, intrinsic value in ourselves, but our group efforts towards all of these things will eventually lead us. So, like, um, humanity as a whole um, has like a, a, a reason, but Tommy Kelly has absolutely no reason. You know, it's it's the overall amalgamation of everyone's efforts. In one thing, in one direction. So you know, and I kind of, I, I kind of feel that that there's something probably in that. It might necessarily be the creation of a new god or the singularity or anything like that. But I think because we don't like to think of ourselves as not individual, I think that probably there's more of a, if there is souls, if there's probably a human soul rather than in you know necessarily an individual soul, or maybe we get an individual soul for a while. And then, you know, eventually when you die, you hang around for a while, you know, well, I learned this. And then you go back to the group soul and you merge into that and you, you become, you know, the group, part of the group rather than an individual or whatever. We have a thing that we really like to think of, uh, of us as individual and staying individuated, but... Maybe not be the key, but anyway, that's just kind of my thoughts, just on the why and the different ideas about why we're here or what's going on, and you know, solve nothing obviously because these these are the answers that you just cannot know. These are the questions you just can't know the answer to. But um, they're worth considering, and they're good mind thoughts or, or good mind mental exercises, and you know, you can steal stuff from to use in your magic and uh, on your your outlook and all of these things. So it's they're worth considering. So. Please tell me your your ideas of what you've come across, or what you've read, or what you've come up with yourselves, on the why, not the hows, or you know the reasons in a sense of why we continue, whatever, all of those things. But the initial, the very first, what was the impetus for this entire thing? Why are we here? From you know, what what's what's your thoughts and all that? So uh, yeah. <laughs> So that was another episode of the Tommy Kelly podcast and if you would like to hear more of these episodes then you can go to TommyKellyPodcast.com and that will give you all of the episodes. Um, they're on SoundCloud, they're on iTunes, they're on podcasts and all of the places you could possibly want. They're still not on Spotify. I have no idea how to do that. But most of the podcatchers uh, have them and if you, the RSS feed is there so if you just want to uh, you know, stick it into your own podcatcher. If it doesn't work with yours in particular please let me know and I'll try and work it out. And uh, yeah, so the other place you can find me is wooboo.com, which is basically the hub of all the things. You can find all the YouTube videos, the podcast is there as well. Uh, everything you could possibly want to know about the four servants, the magic primer, which is a thing that if you're new to magic completely, it's great starting points. There's videos, books, recommendations, all of that kind of thing. Just put something I put together, just to get you not know, get people up and running. Loads of blog posts loads of stuff uh check it out yeah so um on the social medias i'm usually tommy kelly which is t-o-m-m-i-e or uh i'm at tommy kelly artist so it's at tommy kelly in most social media or tommy kelly artists on facebook there's a facebook group for the four servants which is a lovely group you should check it out there's an adventure Movie movie page on facebook um i'm on instagram and all those things i'm also on patreon so if you'd like to give me some money Help me to continue to do all these things and um, go to Tommy Kelly.com T O M M I E Kelly K E L L Y and that'll bring you to the Patreon page. And in return for you helping me out with your monies, there's a load of rewards there. We do group rituals, there is. Um, the weekly group rituals. There's, you know, you get exclusives. You get the podcast early. There's videos that no one else gets. There's artwork that no one else gets. There's all the behind the scenes, the process junky stuff of how I do all the stuff. There's the journey, which is the year long meditation shadow work stuff. There's loads of stuff there. There's all my comics, there's PDFs, there's downloads of the deck. Loads of stuff depending on what tier you want to go to. So check that out if you want if you don't want to give me your money but want to still help me out just share the stuff that really helps just you know tell people about it like it leave a review all of those great things so good people of the internet may your lives be a little less hectic than mine is may you be a bit more relaxed may you get all the stuff that you need to get done done in a pleasurable and quick way and uh may you have fun even in the bits that are hard and uh, you know rather than getting stressed try to see the fun side of it as well because you never know we might be here <laughs> we might be in prison we might be just entertainment for the gods we might be within a simulation or we might be just addicted a little bit too addicted to the whole misery and indulging in our, um, our anger and vices anyway until next week good people of the internet be well